the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Welcome in the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. And I truly, truly, truly try to talk all things financial. Just try to again show you that, you know, we spend a lot of money in our lives. And uh, I think that goes without saying that mm, I want you to get to retirement. And we mismanage our money aggressively, aggressively. Whether it's the insurance product that we buy. Whether it's quitting a job that had a great 401k to go to another job that has no 401k. Hmm, there's a good question. Let's say I work for Clear Channel Radio and they offer a great 401k and then CBS says, hey, we'll pay you $5,000 more. I wouldn't go. I'd stay for the good health care benefits. I'd stay for the good 401k. It's not all about money. Sometimes it's about the benefits. Those benefits can add up enormously. Sometimes you have to make decisions in your life. Anyway, so I'm Rob Black. I follow Armstrong and Getty. I try to... uh, have a little bit of a softer approach to money just so that I make it accessible to you. I don't really have a lot of opinions on politics. I look at politics. I study politics. Congress can clearly change the direction of the stock market. Congress can clearly ruin the direction of the stock market. So I look at these things. For instance, I was looking at a piece last night that, get this, it's right now saying Sarah Palin against uh, Obama. Palin would win the election. Crazy. Basically, what it, it was uh, talking about is that President Barack Obama looks like President Jimmy Carter to a lot of people. A guy with a huge heart that can't get anything done. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Right? I think it's uh, Tina Fey is probably the happiest person in the world to hear that. Uh, Tina Fey is like, yeah, I can stretch this work for many, many years. So Sunday is Valentine's Day. We can talk a little bit about the price of love. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done financially for a woman? Oh, 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 I got a good one for you. So mine's called Ann Kiefer. And if anyone knows Ann Kiefer, sorry. When I was a freshman in high school, I met Ann Kiefer, and she was a senior in high school. And uh, the first date was Madonna. And uh, I got Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys opened up for Madonna back then. And uh, second date, was, and I got my first kiss. So, oh, my first kiss was with a girl named Anne, who now is lovingly referred to as the Kiefer Lope. She got kind of big. Um, my second date was with her to her prom. Pretty cool, right? Freshman going to prom with a senior. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. That was a good $400, $600. First date was probably $150, $200. Third date... It was her birthday. And got her a little amethyst necklace. And uh, I was probably I was probably spent. It was probably like $90 or $100 at that point in time. I was spent. And I um, got to first base. 
not pretty good, right? Pretty good. And did I, a huge electrical thrill that that goes through me. Oh, I got to first base on prom. So um, third date was was the amethyst thing, and that's where I got to meet her boyfriend. So that one little situation cost me probably eight hundred to a thousand dollars. I thought, you know, you can make a girl like you if you threw money down on her. I thought that was kind of, you know, misalignment of my priorities. Who would have known? I probably could have got the same exact joy and benefit uh, by buying a couple of Mad Dog 2020s. Getting her a little toasty, getting her a little ripped, getting myself a little toasty, a little ripped. Uh, that would have been, you know, Mad Dog 2020 dollar for the basically booze that basically makes you blind. It says on the, the, the label, 3% chance you'll go blind from this. So, you know, I once drank a tequila that had, um, what's the uh, drug that they give you when to knock you out? Not Novocaine. Oh, it's done during a surgery. I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But uh, uh, chloroform, chloroform. So, um, yeah, so it had chloroform in it. It's this tequila. It's called a Mekong. And uh, it might cost, it might cost like 12 cents. So um, just a crazy, crazy cheap. Anyway, uh, what's the craziest thing you've done for love? I'd be interested. I'm not sure you have the courage to call, but you should call. What's the most money you've dropped on a loved one? Or maybe what's the best financial decision you've ever made with a loved one? Don't be shy. This is easy. This is easy. You know, don't let Cupid shoot an arrow into your wallet. You know, there's there's ways to get around it. For instance, uh, if you want, you know, to make her loved and happy, there's foodnetwork.com. There's a lot of good ideas there for recipes. If you don't know how to cook, follow a recipe. Cook for a woman, she'll be a happy woman. If you do want to go to the supermarket, you can save some money at couponshack.com, couponshack.com. There's some really good love tunes that you can find at Amazon where you can find the playlists of love songs. It's a Valentine's Day perk that Amazon's trying to get you to go there and, you know, stay at home, cook her a dinner, and uh, play some love songs and uh, go get some oils and, and rub her up a little bit, and uh, she'll be a happy woman. She'll be a happy woman. Now, I have no clue. I have no clue what a woman should do for a guy. So but I can tell you what a guy should do for a woman. So um, iPhone apps are creeping up. They're popping up. Yeah, there's an iPhone app on love quotes so that you you can say something sweet and loving. There's an iPhone app on, it's called iRomantic. There's iFalling in love. Um, so there's all sorts of... Uh, ways to cheat this year on valentine's day i'd love to hear because again this will humanize the show instead of it just being about money with no heart i'd love to hear your stories about money with heart 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air now this weekend we get into the super bowl no 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 this weekend we get in the olympics last weekend was the super bowl so i just looked at the numbers for the super bowl i was a little surprised by this nevada sports books vegas but there's more. There's 182 different sports books in Nevada. They won only $6.9 million. That doesn't sound like a lot, does it? When you think about this big weekend and everyone's gambling, and Vegas only pulls in six point nine, or, or Nevada only pulls in $6.9 million. There was $82 million of wagers. So the underdog, New Orleans Saints, won. And they beat the Indianapolis Colts. So... They actually won money on an, on an upset, which is interesting. The state's 182 sports book had a win percentage of about 8.3%. 2005 Super Bowl, in which New England beat Philadelphia 24-21, that attracted about $90 million in wagers, but it was a much healthier winning percentage because the home team or the team that was expected to win did, but it was still a close game. 
that close game basically loses bets for a lot of people because teams don't cover when they're expected to cover. So the 2005 Super Bowl pulled in $15.4 million for Nevada. Now, the, the biggest wagering game of all time, this is surprising to me, it's the 2006 Pittsburgh-Seattle game. So that pulled in $94 million of wagers. Now, the House actually lost when the Giants beat the New England Patriots, 17-14. to 14. So the, the House, you know, the, the sports books lost about $2.6 million that year. It's interesting to note, right? Now, if you want to bet on next year's Super Bowl, you can bet on Indianapolis. A $2 bet will get you 13 plus your $2 back. So they're the, the favorites at this point in time. And again, that tells you, if you put your money up right now, you're getting a pretty good return. A pretty good return if they win. I know you're saying we don't know if they're going to win. So uh, another team that's that's highly favored next year will be Dallas because they're hosting the Super Bowl, and they're coming in at fifteen to two, fifteen to two, and that means your two dollar bet will get you fifteen plus your two dollars back. So throw down a couple hundred dollars, and you can see yourself walking away a very very wealthy person. Not suggesting you do that, especially not with your, um, especially not with your milk money, so to speak. Remember Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack went to the market to get something, and instead he buys magical beans. In this case, you can call Super Bowl betting magical beans. You don't want to do it. Not in my book, you don't. Not in my book, you don't. So the Olympics start tonight, and I was looking at, you know, the numbers. We've Everyone's heard now NBC's going to lose $250 million. That's a big loss, right? $250 million. Kodak has ended their sponsorship, um, as did Johnson & Johnson as did Lenovo, as did Manulife. With the Winter Games about to start in Vancouver, corporations long clamored to link their brands to those Olympic rings. It's, it's starting to, you know, the battered economy. The alternatives are starting to pull advertisers away from the Olympics. The Olympics, which tripled revenue from global sponsorships from 93 to 2008, they went from, you know, $866 million to well over a couple billion. Um, they haven't been able to replace three of their lost, their, their lost four sponsors. So... They're hurting. They're hurting real bad. Now, I just saw that all the tickets for the Olympics sold out. Now, there's a couple ways you can make money. And keep in mind, the Olympic partnership, ultimately what they do is they split 50-50 with the home city. So the home city, Vancouver, thought they were going to be pulling in a lot more money for what they threw down. So the city of Vancouver is going to lose. They're going to take a massive bath. So the USOC, the United States Olympic Committee, they did not resign Bank of America. They did not resign General Motors. They did not sign Home Depot. And really, as a sign of the times, I, th- I think this is kind of interesting to note, is Stephen Colbert. He is the lead sponsor for the United States speed skating team. He is the lead sponsor. And I think that's fantastic. He pulled in over $300,000. And uh, he's had a lot of fun with it. He got to go up to Vancouver and try a luge and try you know, the different sledding technologies. And, you know, he wanted to be an alternate on uh, some Olympic team, and clearly he wasn't going to do it. So um, it's been good fodder for him. But the Olympics have lost their luster. In fact, sports sponsorships in the United States are losing a little bit of luster. Um, Sports sponsorships in the United States declined to $11.2 billion in 2009, down from $11.4 billion. So they lost about $200 million there. That's the first drop in 25 years. So it's a pretty significant drop. You say it's only two hundred million out of you know eleven plus billion, but that's a pretty big drop. So now, of course, the Olympics still have some sponsors like Coca Cola and McDonald's, and you know people that want to be seen as in a family environment. That's ultimately what the Olympics come down to: family environment. Dad could watch with his kids, and uh, like maybe Bob Beeman back in the '60s when he jumped thirty feet. If you go out and measure thirty feet, 
It's the most craziest thing you'll ever see in your life, how far a human being can run or run and jump. Um, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. When you go out and, and, and time how fast uh, Carl Lewis once was, at the 100 meters, it's, I can't even get five meters before he can get to 100 meters. It, it's, it's ludicrous. It's insanity. It's, it's, it's nuts. So I do like the Olympics for that because, again, a lot of times they're going for world records that hold up for a long period of time and, uh, you know, have been trying to be broken for many, 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 many years. I'm not a big fan of the figure skating. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I dated an alternate to the Olympics once um, in, in figure skating and in, in women figure skating. So that's a little raw black trivia. Her ankles were the size of softballs. But um, had Kerrigan been able to get knocked out, she would have been considered for the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, 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 there you go. little dumb Rob Black trivia. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Want to tell me an expensive love story? Feel free. Give me a call. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. So much time to sit down and think about myself, and then there she was, like double cherry pie. Yeah, there she was. Like not so subtle. Superfly. Sex and candy. I smell sex and candy. Yeah. So Heidi and I were talking during the commercial break about prostitutes. I casually said to her that someone actually asked me recently, and a normal person, think of that person right next to your desk right now, who you think is pretty normal. He, he goes to me, you've been with a prostitute before, right? And I'm like, no, not even close. I've, you know, I've been in strip clubs where I don't even get excited in a strip club. Like that whole money relationship for love doesn't work for me. I love the idea, but it doesn't work for me. It just, you know, it either does it or it doesn't. So I thought that was kind of funny because Heidi thinks more people have been with prostitutes than, than fewer. I think fewer people have been with prostitutes than more. I wonder who you think is correct. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. And the way our society is set up, it's kind of a, you know, uh, women want equal rights, but they, they want their movie paid for by the man. So it's we live in a weird courting relationship society at times, right? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. For love this year, we're going to spend on average $103. So, and for the record, I hate flowers. I really hate like, They die. They, like, I like daisies. I love daisies. They're beautiful. They're cheap. They're wonderful. But roses just suck. Um, I'd rather, you know, a nice potted plant. A nice potted plant. Like a, um, a nice orchid would be, you know, favored to... Uh, I don't know. So a good pine, a good carnivorous uh, pine tree for a lady. So who wouldn't want that? So every, you know, for years, it could grow into the tallest tree in the neighborhood. She'd be like, my husband gave me the tallest tree in the neighborhood. Like, that's pretty nice, right? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Joey. Joey, how are you? Yeah, hey, buddy. It's your buddy, Blackhead Joey. Going to make a robust investment. I'm not going to go do the Valentine's Day thing. You're not going to catch me throwing my credit card, 16-digit numbers, and life hemoglobin into a Darwinian wood chipper, bro. You're not going to see me take a girl to a wine cave full of armpit melting humidity. I'd rather play Sega Slaughterhouse 
on a Genesis than court some parasite. I'm a princess and Viking looking Ugg boots with incandescent colored fingernails. <laughs> Dude. I like Ugg, gonna... I like Ugg boots. Yeah, I like necklaces on collarbones, but I like those things. And you know, I'm not gonna wear the iron, ironed red collared uh, button dress shirt or the rubber band yellow bracelet Lance Armstrong thing on my wrist like half the guys you're gonna see Saturday night are gonna be doing. Most of these Joey, girls, Joey, can I get, let me get your real voice for a second? This is my real voice. No, come on, give me your real voice. I have a serious, I have a serious question that I want to ask you. I, I'm, I'm being serious. We this all know Joey's a character. Okay, good. Well, this, this is my voice, but... No, it is not. Okay, what's my voice? Well, it's not Martha. And this is, my, this is Martha, and that was his voice. And Joey may not be his real name, but that's his real voice. No. That, yeah. No. What's your real name? It's like Stephen Whitewater or something like that. <laughs> no, it's like it's like uh, uh, the first name of the guy who has the last name Bonaducci, and I'll put it at that. Okay, it's Danny Wonderbread, right? Danny Wonderbread, correct. It's Danny Wonderbread. Have you ever paid for a prostitute, Danny? Nope. Really? So that's yeah, 0 for, no. that's O for two. Yeah, because because uh, usually you could get chlamydia with the baby oil, so it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> the baby oil. You and Heidi yeah. are just full of wonderment. She's like they use Heidi's like they use they use baby wipes. They don't take showers. They use baby wipes, and I just yeah. about vomited in my mouth. It's like a, a frog went in my mouth, pooped, and then died. Rob, most of these chicks, dude, have the personality of a littered, uh, empty jar of tartar sauce at a homeless encampment next to the toenail clippings. So why would you want to waste your money on them? I'd rather stay home, watch UFC uh, 49 DVD where Dave Terrell almost sends Matt Lindland to the Grim Reaper's cold-hearted you know, collection. You actually, you actually had a funnier reference earlier when you said the Sega Slaughterhouse. Yeah, Se- you remember that game? No one has Sega anymore. That's funny that you use that. So you got to internally edit your um your references because one you know ufc is not nearly as good as sega slaughterhouse yeah right I, I'll, I'll battle you on that any day and i like sega sega still i still have it so dan you got a girlfriend you got a girlfriend or anything i still have i stand on <clears throat> i mean yeah i do okay what's she like what does she like or what's yeah. she like what does she like um she's like uh charmaine star brooke burke um she, she's Asian. She has a, a dragon tattoo on her back. Okay. So. And she's probably not the girl you want to bring home to mother. She's probably the girl you want to bring home to your down comforter. And if she's on her, you know what, at the end of, the, of a sentence, she'll make your white down comforter, comforter look like a Japanese flag with a big red dot. So you know what I mean? I have no clue what you mean, and I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks, Joey. 800-345-5639, or I guess Danny. So I don't think that's his real voice. I think deep down inside he's got got a different voice in there. So, ah, so women say it more with flowers. No small secret to the industry that women usually dominate flower buying. Women are more flower buyers than men. The only day men buy flowers, Valentine's Day. 60% of adults purchasing flowers as gifts are men, but everything else is women. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. 5639 to get your calls in the air. Bill Clinton undergoes heart treatment. I thought that was a little bit of an interesting story. And again, uh, we're just living longer. And people who should, I mean, he should have been able to go a little bit longer before having his heart ripped open. But anyway, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Stints. Um, when they put a stint in his heart, I thought of Medtronic. So one of the larger players of stints in the industry. 
Uh, there was a whole technology, by the way, um, putting stents in your body. There's this whole it's a medical device investment. Take her some Medtronic. Um, there was a whole movement in the 90s and early 2000s where they went from just stents. Basically, think of it as something that, that holds your artery open so that blood could flow through it. Um, they basically rotor rooter the, the, the butter out of it, and then they put a stent in there to keep it open. Um, where do I go with this? Oh, there was a, a little technology play where they started doing drug-coated stents where, you know, to help fight infection and to help keep the blood flowing and things along those lines, they would coat that stent with drugs that would slowly release over the next three to six months. Um, that, you know, would it basically didn't work terribly well. Then there was this idea that what they would do is they would, instead of having it slowly re- release over time, they would have it light and light. They could turn it on with an x-ray. So they basically put a big, and then, you know, every three, six months you'd go in and they go, so neither one really caught on the good old fashioned stint still the good old fashioned stint. I don't know. Just worthy of note that sometimes the story sounds so good and you really start buying into it and then you realize, eh, not so good. And and on the other side of the fence here, you know, the technology is starting to advance in a really sweet way. Uh, General Electric, they're a big maker of MRI machines and CAT scanners. And they basically, CAT scanners are like the size of minivans right now. But they're rolling out handheld ultrasound machines just slightly larger than an iPhone, hoping they'll become, you know, used as stethoscopes. So I love what GE does. Manufacturers, including GE and Siemens, uh, they expect doctors, nurses, paramedics, even vets to start carrying the devices at all time, making it a handy to check for internal injuries or clues of cardiac trouble. While the images aren't as good as they're produced by the traditional ultrasound, the manufacturers are betting that a convenience that it'll spur will open up global markets for GE and others. Now, it would be probably a billion-plus dollar for a handheld ultrasound as far as the market pie goes. The proliferation of the devices raises questions about whether rank-and-file medical staff can be trained to use the devices properly. That's the kicker. So um, GE just unveiled what's called the V-Scan machine, size of the cell phone, and with regulatory approval, it's going to go on the market as Monday for less than 10 buckaroos. So, as far as the treatment cost, 800 345 5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Um, and sometimes I blend in like some technology and some medical tech and things along those lines. Um, that's just the way I'm going. It's just the way I'm going. Now, you know, earlier in the show, I brought up a funny comment that, and this I think is a pretty funny comment, <laughs> that Sarah Palin in some polls is actually ahead of President Barack Obama for the 2012-2013 election cycle. And that just tells you people are angry. They want jobs. It doesn't. Uh, I think if people were to say popularity, Obama would win. I think if people were to say, you know, common sense, Obama would win. But people are angry with their president right now. I think that's an intriguing um, concept. And, you know, Obama once was, you know, a change, 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 change. And I'm not going to hurt the average family. I'm going to hurt the wealthy people. But now today it's being reported that he's going to be, quote unquote, agnostic about whether in abilities to reduce the federal debt commission, 
Federal Debt Commission is going to get together and they're going to you know have some recommendations. The idea of higher taxes for households making less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. He said, "quote I wanted what I want to do is be completely agnostic in terms of solutions. I want everybody to sit down and work off a common base of facts." So. I don't think he gets elected if he raises taxes on the, the average family. I think he got elected because the average people wanted them, but people want jobs. The average people want jobs, and the average people don't want more taxes. So, and you can you can tax smokers, you can tax wealthy people, you can tax fringe groups aggressively. It'd be interesting again because he promised during his presidential campaign not to raise taxes on that group. Remember um, George Bush Senior? No new taxes. Read my lips. No new taxes. And the Democrats regularly use that in ad campaigns against him, and he got routed by Clinton. I mean, there's no doubt about that, routed by Clinton because of unemployment, because the war was wildly popular when he went into Iraq the first time to save Kuwait. Um, but it, it, that, that faded quickly because jobs, 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 jobs. That's what people freak out about. So because we're in a world right now where we're freaking out about jobs, the investments that I, I want you to tend to favor are a little bit more conservative. There's no doubt that 2008, we got too crazy on the downside. There's no doubt in 2009, we had the obvious snapback recovery. 2010, I'm not a crystal ball guy. And because I, I'm not, I tend to play things more conservative for my breast. I don't get crazy. I don't get nutty. I can get crazy and get nutty with you. Like, woo, need them today to raise their forecast for Apple price stock. Two hundred eighty dollars from two thirty five, saying the trajectory of the Mac and iPhone sales were marginally higher in the company's last two quarters uh, than they forecast in the previous valuation exercise in September. So they think the recently introduced iPad should make a material contribution to Apple's valuation. So just throwing that out there. And again, what one thing that I want to do to for you and to you, because there are things that I want to do to you, things that only I can do to you. I want to show you best case and worst case scenarios. I think that's the highest price target I've seen on Apple's recently, 280. I think I've seen a lot of support right around $190 on the shares. So I'd say what the analyst community, my blended commentary for you on technical analysis, it's somewhere between 190 and 280 is where the shares are going to be in the next year. Now, again, can it break down the 190? Yeah, absolutely. If the fundamentals change, if people stop buying iPads if, or iPods or iTunes, or iPhones, or iMacs. See, they got more product now. At one point in time, Apple was a $12, $10 piece of crap stock, and they had the iMac, and then the iPod, and boom, 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 boom. You know where it went from there. So now they're talking about lowering the cost of television shows at their iTunes store from buck fifty, two bucks down to a buck. That's material. You know, I like a good TV show. I do. I do. If I could get Mad Men for a buck on my iPad while I'm traveling, you know, cross country, get five episodes, for five bucks. Hell yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about it. That's a concept that, I, and without commercials, yes, please. High definition, uh-huh, check box. So my price target on Apple, I know this is funny. It's a five-year price target. It's $1,000 a share. I don't know how they get there. I don't know when they get there but I think the shares do well in the next five years. I think they're executing phenomenally. I think the world is in love with Steve Jobs. I think the world would like to, how shall we say, take care of business for Steve Jobs for Valentine's Day. The world loves him that much. Now, if he has a heart attack, my bet's off. 
if his liver kind of gets cancerous growths on it, my bet's off. Uh-uh, no thank you. Uh-uh. If the iPad sells less than a million units in the first year, my bet's off. So you can see where I'm going. I'm, I'm building a case for you. With that said, um, what I would prefer you take a look at in investments are dividend-paying stocks. Stock buybacks and dividend-paying stocks. Altria said they're going to buy back 12, not Altria, but Philip Morris, the international cigarette company. So they're going to buy back $12 billion of their own shares. I like buybacks. I cannot lie. I know you're saying, did he just steal the song, I like big butts, I cannot lie? And he made it into, I like buyback. He did. Yes, I did. I am in need of psychotherapy and lots of it. Um, so I like dividends. There's an article in today's Barons, and they're talking about companies that have dividends. Diageo. They make booze and liquor and wine. Dicker symbol is DEO. GlaxoSmithKline. GSK. Lucrative options for income-hungry Americans. These are companies that aren't going to go anywhere out of business anytime soon. BP British Petroleum. It's a crappy oil company, but their dividend's nice. Now, again, sometimes when you buy something, you, you, you have to say, I'm not going to get a lot of income from Apple, but I should get a lot of growth. Now, when you buy British Petroleum, you're not going to get a lot of growth because it's a crappy company, but you're going to get a lot of income because it got a lot of oil. Somewhere in between, maybe ExxonMobil, maybe a Petrobras, maybe Total, maybe you go for a drilling company. I don't know. So those are some income dividend plays out there. I recently got an email. Which comes, I'm going to be quite honest with you. It's downright creepy. Remember Bob who calls the show? And every time he calls the show, I basically hang up on him because he's kind of a conspiracy nut. He goes, Rob, I can agree that for me to claim that China was administrating World Bank-style medicine to Obama was groundless. You say paranoid. I say literary license. Aren't we already more third world than countries that have received harsher medicine from us? China and Obama probably don't care to have Obama look like he's bowing to an Asian autocrat. The teabaggers are not too dangerous until they see something like that. So your read supports my read that such an accommodation must be secret. As for the succubus part paranoid, one part Japan is China's model except for the lost decade. Will we be lucky twice? I can't call in today. That's cool. But your shout out sounded like a little bit like a dare. Bob, San Francisco. Bob, your emails are as crazy as your phone calls. You are a shut-in. You are one of those old people who haven't been in touch with anyone 20 years younger than you or anyone even your own age. People don't like you. You have bad breath. You smell funny. I'm telling you like it is. Go see a dentist. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. Get out. You've got way too many creepy thoughts inside your head. And the fact that you share them tell me you're, you're imbalanced. You do creep me out. You do. You're the type of person that thinks there's something, that there's something inside the sink. You think that there's something happening out there that's not really happening. And when I say sink, I mean garbage disposal. Anyway, Bob, stay away from me. Please, please go to the wasteland for old people that is also known as KGO. Leave. Away with you, Bob. You scare me. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, pick up the phone, give me a call. We spend over $100 on Valentine's Day. Good investment, bad investment, you tell me. Is love worth $100 for a weekend? I don't know. Coupons.com, not coupons.com, but uh, uh, a good cooking show. Get, get a good recipe, cook. Nothing sexier than cooking. Buying groceries, prepping the food, cooking the food, cleaning up afterwards. Downing a bottle of wine in the process if you're a wine drinker. Just my opinion. Do you recommend cooking nude? Did that go on air? Heidi, you've got to show a little bit of restraint. Your mind's been in the gutter recently. Sorry. It's your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Don't blame me. Blame John Scott. It's not mine. <laughs> Good God, cooking in the nude. Dirty girl. If you want to see the neck of a dirty girl, go to talk910.com. It's talk910.com at our live blog. Uh, the camera is focused on her neck. I'm not sure why. It just is. And if anyone wants to start a fan page of uh, I Love Heidi's Neck, uh, absolutely positively i think that's a a very responsible idea and good use of your time so the wall street journal did a piece day on home prices when you're in love you got to live somewhere right national association of realtors talked about you know broad stabilization values i trust the national association of realtors none when it comes to talking about real estate none zip zilch the amount of Manipulation, the amount data manipulation, the amount of disclosure by real estate agencies is pathetic. And it's underwhelming and doesn't serve you well. Listings should be more open to the public and it should be easier for the public to list. It's a system that they control. I trust National Association of Realtors, none. Zippy Zilch, none. Now, they pointed to a broad stabilization in values. Now, the median price for a single-family home in 67 out of 151 markets was up year over year. Now, the other housing analysts say the housing price trend depends heavily on job recovery. Realtors will just say, hey, it it looks like a bottom. It's time to jump in. They said that in 06, 07, 08, 09. Now they're saying it in 10. I find it pathetic. National median price for a home is $172,000. How does that make you feel? Like you overbought? Like you've been sold something that you don't necessarily feel comfortable with? So, the only way prices of homes go up over time is wage inflation. Period. And jobs. Jobs and wage inflation. So that's why you don't necessarily think, I don't think Stockton will ever see a price increase in homes. I know that sounds like an incredibly dumb thing to say, like an incredibly aggressive thing to say. I'm trying to make a point. There's not a lot of great jobs out in Stockton. I think you look at the price of attorneys. Price of an attorney in Stockton versus the price of an attorney in San Francisco. You can see where the better home values are. I like buying real estate in tax-friendly scenarios. Proposition 13 is not a tax-friendly scenario. Proposition 13 is an aggressive scenario. I like buying in, in, in favorable tax environments where old people are encouraged to leave and go to cheaper communities to retire. But in the state of California, this scares the hell out of me. They're encouraged to stay. 
because low cost tax bases. Do you know how many times I see senior citizens driving that just scare? I mean, literally, I crap my pants. I go, oh my God, that person shouldn't be driving. I think we should take away your driver's license at 65 or 70. I really, I really strongly, or at least retest you once a year. I know. I know. A lot of people disagree with that one. So, with that said, Toyota's got a little bit of a driving problem on their hands, don't they? So, um, again, real estate prices go up and down with jobs and wages. I told a story earlier this week that every house on my neighborhood is a million-dollar-plus house. Every single one. And there ain't that many jobs that are making $250,000, $300,000 a year to support that. To be in a million-dollar house, you need to be making, as a couple, well over $250,000. And if you factor in kids and other things, I guarantee out of 50 houses on my street, maybe two of them are making over six figures, uh, deep in the middle six figures. So maybe two. It's not that many. There's a lot of, uh, like, real estate appraisers and teachers. So... And when they decide to sell, they got to find someone who can afford that. And who, who's going to afford that? Another, a real estate appraiser and a teacher? Uh-uh. A retired couple? Uh-uh. So I see high-end real estate in California as very delicate. Now, again, I'm not stupid. Palo Alto is Palo Alto. Los Gatos is Los Gatos. Los Altos is Los Altos. There's a lot of million-dollar homes in Daly City that are going down. There's a lot of million-dollar homes in San Mateo that are going down. Just my opinion. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So what did I just say? I think if you were to extrapolate that, instead of saying, Rob, you just picked you just picked on uh, real estate, what I was trying to do is tell you, if you buy real estate, buy it close to jobs. Buy it to an area that's job-friendly. Buy it in an area where lawyers want to live. Buy it close to a hospital where doctors are. So at one point in time in my life, and I'd say for a good 10 years, from like maybe 25 to 35, I chose my houses based on how damn close they were to work. I lived in Washington, D.C., and I was like, screw this Beltway crap. People spend an hour and a half to two hours in traffic going to work, an hour and a half to two hours coming home from work. I never understood that. I would rather live in a cardboard box five minutes from work than live in a mansion two hours away from it. Or even an hour. I'm going to die. Why spend so much of my time driving? Makes no sense. I don't enjoy driving that much. Now, I do drive up and down 280 every day. And I go, thank God I live in California. But I realize it's a bad investment. But I do enjoy 280. 280 is lovely. 280 is lovely. So Chipotle came out with numbers and uh, Chipotle is a, a Mexican grill. I think that's fair of calling them that. They released earnings. And I've talked about Chipotle on the show as a company that I think we all kind of understand as a group. When I talk about it, you, Heidi gets it, you get it, we all kind of get it. Um, let's see how they're doing today. Ticker symbol on Chipotle. CMG. Give me just a second. I saw that they released their earnings and... There's a lot of danger around companies right when they release earnings. In large part, um, how they can, how's the company going to react? How did the company do running up? How did the company do with expectations? Did they manage expectations? Did they under-promise and over-deliver? 
So these are questions that we asked. Pulte, the price target today at Deutsche Bank, up to $117. It's a $101 stock. Now, again, 880 casual, quick restaurants. Customers can build a pound and a quarter burrito from chicken, from stock, st- steak, from barbecue, pork, beans, guac, um, veggies, salsas. You get the whole idea. It's incredibly fresh food. Now, in an economy that's tough... We all know about Taco Bell, and we all go, ooh, Taco Bell's got a dollar menu. But their tacos taste like crap. Their tacos taste like cardboard with cheese on it. So it, it doesn't really necessarily sell that well. So we want a little bit better, but we know we can't go to the taqueria, which is full price. So we go kind of somewhere in between. It's pulte. It's pulte Mexican grill. Now, again, I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying take an eyeball look. Today, the market's getting beat up, and their stock's up slightly. Tells you in a down market... Who are the winners? And it tells you something. There's four things that move a stock. There's the company, their actual performance, how their revenues and how their earnings growing. There's the sector, casual fast food. It's actually done pretty good because it's considered um, an alternative food that's cheaper than full-scale restaurant. So there's the company, there's the sector, there's the overall market. The market stinks right now. It's in a correction mode. It's fearful of Greece. It's fearful of China tightening up their lending. And then there's the earnings outlook. How many people do we know on a regular basis are going to go to Chipotle? So the visibility. So they predicted a little flat comps, but in an uncertain macro environment, no current plans to raise menu prices, um, you'll see a modest rise. You'll see a modest up on the numbers. Let's go 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Michael in Santa Rosa. Hey, Rob. Uh I just started listening to your show recently. I got into the whole Robert Kiyosaki thing for a while there and uh, kind of dropped all that and started listening to you and uh, learned quite a bit. Can I, can, I say so, can I say something with a lot of love, Michael? Sure. You're an idiot. <laughs> Kiyosaki. No, I, I know. <laughs> Kiyosaki is a slick salesperson who sells no, I know. stupid concepts. No, I know. I know. And now with, um, that, with that said, I idolize you that you had the courage to tell me that. So don't, don't stress. No, I know. As soon as I didn't see him at the seminar and he got one of his little big wigs over there, I knew I knew it was a bad idea. So Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's funny because he's got that rich dad, poor dad thing, and he doesn't even have that. He made that all up. So it, uh, don't even get me started on him, but there's there's a lot of criticism out there that's really fantastic on him. Um, yeah. And I highly recommend people, you know, look it up because um, his concepts, in, in his books, he'll say things like, um, put all your eggs in one basket. And then two pages later, he'll say, make sure you diversify. And uh, like, he sends just these crazy mixed messages. Yeah, I understand. Okay. So, but uh, my question today was, uh, last, uh, two nights ago, I was presented with a, uh, business opportunity, I guess, from a friend and the company name is ACN. And supposedly they're one of the largest, uh, marketing slash, uh, electronics companies out there. Now, this kind of presented to me like almost a Robert Kiyosaki seminar type of deal. Uh, you have any input on this company, ACN? What are you, is it Accenture or is it a, a different company? Uh, they deal with uh, reselling, I guess, uh, phone services. Uh, they have a new video phone out. That's a VOIP service. Um, but Donald Trump, or, yeah, Donald Trump is <laughs> endorsing it, supposedly. Donald Trump is a bigger loser than Kiyosaki. <laughs> Okay, my uh, question solved then. Um, yeah, it's a multi-level marketing company. It provides telecommunications and other services. 
Um, there's something called Skype, Michael. You can make a free video call anywhere in That's the world. That's exactly what I thought. As soon as they said uh, that uh, video phone, I said, you know what? I do this on the internet for free. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't get it. It's it's. Were you, Michael, were you college educated? Uh, no. Okay. I'm actually in a trade. Okay. My My assumption is that you've hit a level that you're comfortable with your salary, but you wish you had more. And you're, exactly. and you're looking for ideas, and there's a lot of multi-level marketing companies and groups that will gladly take you from your money. I've never met anyone from ACN. I've never met anyone from uh, World Financial Group. That's another one where they'll have you sell annuities and mutual funds to your friends that are crappy annuities and crappy uh, uh, mutual funds. And uh, if you find four or five friends to sign up, you'll make millions of dollars, and they'll pull out you know, some douche guy who's 25 years old who's got his letters on his shirt and his freshly pressed shirt. And it's just, it's slick, it's slimy, it's, it's grotesque. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll work for you. I'm not going to stop you from knowing it. I've never met a person. Like in the vitamin one, there's another one that sells vitamins. And, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, you got to be very, very careful because it, it, it's usually sold to someone who gets to their point in their life where they're like, I wish I could make more. And it, I wish I could stay at home, eat Doritos, smoke dope, and make money. I mean, it's really sold to like that 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 group of people that like maybe it's a, a divorced wife who's got two kids and she wants to do better by them and she knows that you know being a secretary ain't gonna cut the cut the mustard so to speak so she's looking for cheap ways and she's sexy as all hell so she knows that she could sell vitamins to men but then you go out and you buy a thousand dollars of vitamins and you find out that you can't sell vitamins to men um, so I'd be very very careful, Michael. Okay, well, thank you for your time. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.